And so what I did was above unsubscribe in larger letters, I wrote change email frequency. Mm. And there's an option to get week, daily, weekly, or monthly. And so people that switch from daily to weekly get it on Saturday. And it's basically just a synopsis of the previous week that decreased unsubscribes by 50%. Welcome to the Show Me the Data podcast by Leadsip, where every week we get marketing and sales leaders from fast growing B2B tech companies to share specific tactics they use to drive revenue for their business. The best part, they share the exact metrics and data points behind each of their tactics. I'm your host, Tukhan Das, the co-founder and CEO of Leadsip. See you there. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mark Lerner, uh, head of marketing at RevOps.io. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks a lot for coming. Um, Mark, to begin with, if you can tell us a little bit more about RevOps and what do you guys do, that'll be great. Sure. So I've actually uh, been at RevOps at this position for about five months. So we're a very early stage startup. Um, the companies are actually nearly doubled in the time I was there. So we're really growing a lot. And RevOps is really, the product is focused on what we call the enterprise checkout process. And that's really about kind of optimizing the experience of a, a sale that goes from like the, the quoting stage of a mm. sale all the way through billing, closing and billing um, and make it as effective as possible. And that really, you know, we, we offer what's called a, a CPQ, configure yep. price quote software, yep. um, as well as the, the opportunity for salespeople to build quotes um, as flexibly as possible and experiment with their pricing while still having the guardrails put in place by their managers to not give out the wrong quotes and have deals rejected. And this kind of was built off the need that, um, you know, the founders saw about, uh, you know, needing to get the right sales agreement to the right prospect at the right time. And we saw a lot of companies that had documents in various folders and multiple docx files and spreadsheets and all over the place and things fall through the cracks. Our, our founder, Adam, the CEO, was actually the first engineering hire at uh, Twilio. Um, and he built this system essentially internally for them. Um, and what, this, that was kind of the, the, the beginnings of RevOps and we turned it into our own product. Nice. And, and you guys were also featured uh, product at product and yesterday. So congratulations for that. Yeah. So that was a wild experience. Definitely. The, one of the biggest learnings is that I'll sleep more. Uh, beforehand. <laughs> uh, you know, for the audience that isn't familiar with product hunts, this website where every 24 hours of new products get put on and people vote. And if you get to the top, it's, you know, really great for your awareness and traffic and stuff like that. It goes live at midnight. Pacific time, which was 3 a.m. my time. And so I essentially woke up at 3 a.m. and didn't go back to sleep for the next 24 hours to make sure it went off without a hitch. So that was an exciting day. And and thank you for, you know, spending the next day with us talking with, with, with so little sleep. So I appreciate it. Um, so I guess today we are going to talk about newsletters as how you guys have been using newsletters in a, in a unique and a fascinating way to be one of your strongest growth channel. And, and mm-hmm. I believe you, you had mentioned to me that it came up, came to you while you guys were you know, racking your brain to figure out how to create content for yourself. Being a small team, it's not easy to create relevant content. And that's where the idea of newsletter came up. So can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So I had started this position, you know, relatively recently, about five months ago. And from my background, I understood that 
you know, we were at a place when I started where we were founder led sales, you know, it was very much kind of word of mouth is how people knew about us. And I knew I needed to build a top of the, you know, top of the funnel process to start driving demand. And from my background, I knew that meant, you know, creating engaging content and bringing people into some sort of community, but we didn't have any sort of library of content. The blog had really not, you know, there was only a few posts there, really couldn't use that. We didn't have very many lead magnets like eBooks or anything like that. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how we start building that engine. And one night when I couldn't sleep, which is when I usually get my best thoughts, I realized that I didn't need to be the writer of the content. I could be the curator of the content. And I, you know, the company would still get the value of the seeming thought leadership because we were the person that was curating this to people. And so the idea came to me of having a newsletter in which we curated five to 10 pieces of content that were relevant to our target audience uh, and send it to them every, every day. And it would be kind of wrapped in our branding. And that was the idea. And I set out to figure out exactly how to do that. You know, I had to kind of Frankenstein something with Zapier and our marketing automation tool in which, you know, basically every morning I'll do a few searches, go to a few pages that I know of to go to mm -hmm. now. And I've identified five as the magic number. I started with 10. I tried three. Five is the one that gets the most engagement. And I'll pick mm -hmm. five posts and I'll add it to a list, put a little message at the top, call to action at the bottom about RevOps. And it's grown, you know, 300% in the last three months. Um, wow. And it really started with something that I didn't even really talk to my team about. I, I was testing it. I didn't think much would come of it, but we started seeing inbound leads come and it was promoted organically. I would use um, my sl the Slack groups I'm in, my network, LinkedIn, and it started perpetuating itself. People would suggest it to their friends. And it's been a really great channel for building an audience and a community. You know, the, the kind of numbers that I was seeing from this were things I'd never seen before. So there are, you know, at times we're getting 40% open rate, 15% click through rate, that kind of thing, right. which in my experience is like, you know, amazing. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. I guess, and, and, and we're going to, we're going to go to that Mark, couple questions around the actual process of it. Sure. So you, you said you are sharing this newsletter every day. It's a daily thing. Monday to Friday. It's a daily, it is Monday through Saturday. Actually, I was oh, doing wow. it Monday through Sunday, like <laughs> basically seven days a week. And I decided to tone it down a little bit and I can go to the reasons of why it's kind of the, the thinking behind all of that. If you On like. the Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know why, why did you include the weekend? So when I first started it, I called it the RevOps daily. So I kind of pigeonholed myself into a daily newsletter and, you know, I was doing it daily all the way through. And I realized, I think maybe seven days was too much. So what I did was I do the daily five days a week. Mm -hmm. And I have on Saturday, I do a synopsis of the top articles from that week. So it's basically, these are the top articles that were the ones that were clicked on the most. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did this is that around, I'm not sure exactly why, but around Christmas, New Year's, I noticed there was a much higher level of uh, unsubscribes than I had gotten before. Our unsubscribe level was very low. And it happened when I sent it over the holiday, essentially. And I think <laughs> it, people were a little annoyed. Yeah. And so what I did was above unsubscribe in larger letters, I wrote change email frequency. Mm. And there's an option mm. to get week, daily, weekly, or monthly. And so people that switch from daily to weekly get it on Saturday. And it's basically just a synopsis of the previous week that decreased unsubscribes by 50%. Oh, wow. And a little thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's super interesting. So 
are you the only person who's who's in charge of curating content and, and running it? I am the sole marketer. I wear all the hats. Um, it okay. takes me about, I would say, an hour every morning to get it. To that get was it my second question. Yeah. So it, it takes you roughly an hour to, to mm -hmm. set it up. And in that case, Mark, you said that you, you shared five pieces of content. Are there that many unique and interesting content around revenue operations or I guess sales ops and things like that for you to create? Or do you find it difficult? Sometimes there's a stretch. It's definitely difficult sometimes. Yeah. I think that's part of hopefully the value people find is because it's not, you know, it's not easy to break through the noise. I usually do a set of, you know, standard searches in Google, but I also have kind of a list of places I now go to uh, as like a go-to source. Yeah. And I try to expand it. So when I really am kind of stuck, which happens sometimes, I'll reach out to, uh, you know, some of the Slack groups I'm in and be like, anybody have any content they want, you know, <laughs> or have for me to share. I also offer to the community, feel free to send me anything um, yeah. that you okay. think might be of value. And so that helps too. Um, and I love being able to help people that are subscribers. Um, you know, if someone reaches out, hey, I just wrote this post. I would love for you to share it. I, do, I gladly do it because it helps and people are yeah. interested in it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's interesting. Did you... Have you ever done any uh, newsletter uh, before? Like, have you managed it or this is the first time? So I would say pretty much every role I've been in, there was some sort of weekly or monthly newsletter that was just kind of, here's what's been on our blog. It's never been yeah. this style. Yeah. And actually, when I think about it, the, 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 mo the inspiration for this was there is a company called Close, the CRM sales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steady FD. Exactly. He's very out there, very oh, interesting yeah. guy. So at some point I signed up for something called the daily sales motivation. Yes. Yes. And he sends an email every day and it's a very little one. It goes to a YouTube video where he says something inspiring. Yet, I was like, Hey, this is interesting. He's sending this every day, but I kind of like it. It doesn't bother me. And that I think was the, the thing that got, got it in my head that maybe this was the way to do it. No. Amazing. One quick question there is what do you do for the distribution of the newsletter? Or actually, how do you get more subscribers? What, what, what are the things that you do to get more subscribers? Yeah. So at first, it was really do, um, you know, doing something that's not scalable. Um, so mm. I would kind of go everywhere I could, reach out to people I knew, comment in different places. Hey, this is interesting. You should check out our newsletter. And that started it. One of the things that I found has been working is that at the end of every week for the weekly, I'll look through every article that I posted and the ones that get the most clicks I make into a list of top five from that week. Okay. Um, on Mondays, I take that and I post it in different places. Hey, these were the top five articles from our newsletter this week um, that were most interesting to people. And I link to each article, but I also link to the newsletter. Mm -hmm. That's people think, hey, this is great. These are really interesting articles. And then they also go and subscribe. So I do that in a bunch of LinkedIn groups I'm in and a lot of Slack groups I'm in. Other people share it. And it's really, it's kind of become somewhat of a, a self-perpetuating thing. Got it. Um, but yeah, and we, we did a, an update of our website recently and we yeah. added uh, at the bottom of most pages, you know, uh, an ability so, to sign up as well. So there is no paid efforts to drive for signups? No, it's been organic. No paid. And did you send out to your like uh, like a contact list or something for people to sign up or no? Yeah. So I have a landing page. It's revops.io okay. slash newsletter. Yeah. Uh, yep. And it basically, you know, I'll link to it. This weekly kind of top five list that I do, I'll have 
the articles, but I'll also include a link to the newsletter so that people know that's where it's coming from. And it sends them to the newsletter landing page. And, you know, we, every day we get a bunch, you know, people are signing up. So that's great. Nice. Now, do you ever include any of your own content or any of your news in the newsletter articles? Yeah. Yes. So I think very, very early on, I was hesitant to do anything that was seemed somewhat promotional. I really wanted to build an audience, an engaging audience before kind of putting out some sort of offer. And that was something I learned from uh, Gary V. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah. The jab, jab, right hook kind of thing um, where you really want to provide as much value before asking for anything. Mm -hmm. What I do do is whenever we have a blog post that we write or that I write and that we have on our blog, I will include it in the list. Usually the first one, obviously. And sometimes I'll use the message at the top of the list to call it out. Got um, it. We, the, over the last uh, month or so, we've really switched the company to move from the building of awareness to start driving more people into the product. And so yeah. I have been working on creating a way to use this as a tool to push people down the funnel without ruining the value that we're providing. Uh, and that's been an interesting journey to figure that out. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great. So now let's, let's move a little bit more towards like the funnel that the impact that's having. So once uh, someone subscribed uh, to a newsletter, what do you guys do from a lead nurturing perspective to those people? What, what's the process? What do you guys do there? Yeah. So, you know, they fill out the form, they become a lead in our system. I'm using a marketing automation system. Uh, we're using active campaign at the moment and there are a few things happen right away. So they mm. fall into an automated program where first we look at the job title. If it, we, if we then put them into a bucket of different personas. So if their job title has ops or operations, sales operations, they get bucketed as kind of our ideal persona. If it's like a sales manager, they get another persona. If it's a rep, it's a different persona. If it's a founder, it's a different persona. And if it's none of those, it's just none. Okay. Um, and we treat the ops persona as the ideal. That's kind of mm-hmm. the one that we put more focus on. Sure. And so they get tagged as that. I actually get a fun Slack message automated into our entire company that everyone can see that, uh, you know, this person that this email just signed up for the newsletter. So everyone sees every time a lead comes in. It's this kind nice. of fun way to oh, get yeah. everybody involved. It's, very, it's, it's something I hadn't been able to do before. And so they're tagged and we begin scoring them. So there's a context scoring uh, system based on, you know, clicks on the, uh, on the newsletter. If they go to our homepage, our pricing page, that's obviously more. And we track them from bottom of the funnel or top of the funnel, which is just a new person. As they engage, they're moved into the middle and bottom of the funnel. Once they're identified as middle of the funnel, meaning they're more engaged, they click, they go to our website, things like that. The message on the, the newsletter changes. So I'll have two different text blocks and one will show for someone who's in the middle of the funnel and someone will show for someone who's in the top of the funnel. And that message will be a little different. The one for the middle of the funnel will be more promotional of RevOps. Um, what I've started to do lately is that we've established, you know, we've built a, a, a pretty um, good pipeline and there's a, you know, there's a, about 10% of people in there, I would say are, towards the bottom of the funnel and really just right down, right up our alley in terms of the right persona. And I have set up now once a week on Mondays, those people go, won't get the regular newsletter. They're set in a cadence of emails that are a drip campaign I've set up beforehand, but there is the RSS block 
of the top articles of that day there. So it does seem like they're getting the regular newsletter, but yeah. the message I'm sending over that time is different. It's kind of pushing them towards RevOps and doing a demo. And totally. we started that recently and it's already started, you know, showing, uh, bearing fruit. Amazing. Couple of questions there. So in your, for someone to subscribe to your newsletter, do they need to sign up with their corporate email address? And do they also have to mention their job title? So uh, no on the corporate email address. Yes. On the job title. Um, okay. That was a decision that I made because I wanted, I wanted the least friction possible, yeah. but I also wanted a way to be able to identify personas. Um, and we do that really based on job titles. So um, I could have said, you know, it needs to be um, business, but I, I, I suspect that would have lessened the amount of people. And, yes, you know, some of the people that come in with their personal email addresses are, you know, really the kind of people we want. So it's yep. better to have them and communicate with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would put in like their proper job title, even with their personal email? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the most part, you know, it, it may not be, you know, if somebody's the you know head of revenue operations they might just write rev ops or something but yep, that's yep. enough for me to be able to know that they're the right persona do you are you guys using some kind of an enrichment service to then match the personal email to a corporate account so sometimes it hasn't been uh perfect so it's something we're working on there is a little bit of manual work that i yep. do if some yep. once someone hits kind of that bottom of the funnel area yeah yep. i will go in and look and make sure everything's right. And if yep. the job, if the company is, isn't there, I'll go find it. Um, okay. And I did, I actually did that recently. And, you know, there's, there are some real gems that we have in there that, uh, um, you know, we're hopefully going to, we'll be moving uh, down the funnel. Um, Got it. Over time. Mm -hmm. Got it. On average, Mark, how many new subscribers are you getting on a weekly or monthly basis? I would say that we get about, Let's say about 30 a week. Okay. So mm -hmm. between 100 and 120 a month, 10% yeah. of them are ICP fits. So I'm guessing 10 to 12 are Actually, right you know, we, I would say about 45% of them are in our ideal profile. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. For, okay. uh, for my basically fitting that um, operations profile. So okay. about 45% of those. And then, you know, we have about 10% that end up at any given time moving into a middle and bottom of the funnel Got um, it. motion. And yeah. we, you know, we project that, you know, there will be, you know, uh, it will have, there will be a substantial benefit to our, the revenue that we have over time as a result of this. So it's we're, it. we're starting to see, um, you know, the pipeline build as a result of this. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively new process that you have started doing, right? You've only been there for five yep. months. So 45% of them are ICP fit and then 10% of the subscribers then go, you know, more bottom middle of the funnel. Is that when, you know, your sales team takes over those leads to do the demo and go through the sales process? So we're actually at the point where we're not like, it's really only if they request a demo that it goes it. into our sale. It, there mm. have been a few times where somebody comes in and our salesperson is just like, I got to have this and he'll yeah. reach out directly. Yeah. But you know, he, our sales guy's a rock star. If he ever listens to this, Brian, you're a rock star. <laughs> and uh, he very much wants to keep the newsletter as a valuable um, way of building our community and doesn't yep. want to kind of taint that at all. Yep. And so we we really 
we look to have people raise their hand. Yeah. Um, over time, as we build out a sales team, there yeah. may be a point where a BDR will yeah. Yeah. reach out directly, um, but that we aren't quite doing that yet. Okay, that's perfect. Um, I guess one question around the process, what does your tech stack look like, Mark, to do this? You mentioned Active Campaign as one, Zapier as another yeah. one. What are other tools are you using for, for making this happen? Yeah, so it's uh, it's Zapier is how I build the daily list. So I created a Zap that it's like use a Chrome extension. I'll find a blog post. Um, I'll hit that Chrome extension. It'll add it to an RSS feed. And in Active Campaign, one of the blocks you can use in your email is an RSS feed, and so that nice. basically it feeds. Yeah. That. Okay. Um, our our designer designed the template of the email in Active Campaign, and we're using Salesforce as our CRM. Um, mm -hmm. We have you know, several analytics tools that are going on with Google Analytics. We're using Heap a little bit. Um, LogRocket lets me kind mm -hmm. of look and see how to, you know, what's going on on our website. Those are the basic tools that we're using in our tech stack. It's very, you know, it's very simple. This whole thing was built with simplicity in mind because yeah. I'm, you know, on the marketing side, it's a one-man show right now. We're also, you know, there, you know, there isn't a huge amount of resources put towards this. And so there's, you know, as a, as a marketer, as a person in a startup, you have to learn how to be scrappy. It's kind yeah. of like, how do you get the most value out of the least amount of investment that yeah. you can? And so that, that has been the philosophy this whole time. Yeah. No, this is, this is great. I guess wrapping up then, uh, Mark, one thing that, you know, newsletter has been there for forever and everyone has tried to do something like that at some point, we have tried to do newsletter ourselves at Leadsif. I've sort of half-assed it and it didn't really work very well. So for someone thinking as a growth marketer that is listening in and the thinking of doing a newsletter, what are some things for them to watch out for when they're thinking of newsletter? Is it like, do they need to be in a certain vertical or what should they keep in mind when they're thinking of setting up newsletter? I think it's, it, there's definitely dependent on the vertical. If you're in a play, if you're in a vertical where people, you know, because we're in, we play in a world of people sort of related to sales and marketing. Those yes. people I think are much more open to this kind of thing. True. Um, there's True. also a larger opportunity to get people in the funnel because they're more active online, especially LinkedIn. But I think the lesson I've learned is that provide as much value as you can and not be, not use it as an immediate way to promote your product. Mm. Um, try to understand your community. So one of the things I've been doing is as the I, I, I see the most engaged people and I'll find them on LinkedIn and connect with them and say, hey, I'm totally. really glad that you're. Um, so, and, and again, there's a lot of things you do that are not scalable at first. Yeah. Um, those are the things you need to do to really hit a certain point. But yeah, provide as much value as you can. Don't try to use it immediately as a sales tool. Engage with your audience uh, and become personal. So when I write those newsletters, it is not usually as the voice of the company necessarily i try to make it sound personal i sign off as myself hmm. i have a my profile picture at the bottom is me holding one of my kids like i, I try to make them think that there's a real person behind it because there is and i yeah. think that helps a lot too 100 percent. cool so thank you so much for that so just to summarize you know setting up a newsletter where you originally wanted to think of creating content rather than creating your own content being being resource trapped you decided to curate content manually, one by one. You send it out six days a week, five interesting topics a day, and you have primarily stitched it together using existing marketing automation at Zapier. And you're driving, what, 100 to 120 uh, new subscribers, 
45% of them are ICP fed, 10% of them are becoming SQL and MQLs. And, and it's just, that's great. I mean, thank you for this. I, I, I personally got a lot out of this. I know I'm going to talk to my marketing person, Olivia, and, and, and see how we can restart our newsletter. Again, thank you so much, Mark. What's the best way to connect with you and learn more about, you know, newsletter or revops.io? Right. So our website is revops.io. If you want to check out the newsletter, it's revops.io slash newsletter. Um, you can reach out to me at mark at revops.io if you have any questions. Um, and I'm glad to connect. Awesome. Mark, thank you for showing us the data. Okay. Thanks a lot.